0: Hey, hi. Hello. This one is short and sweet. Jessie is like a bullet train, not just on the running path, but also in her work. She moves so fast and does so much that it boggles my mind. We sat down so I could figure out how she manages to work more hours than anyone else while simultaneously having some balance in her life. This episode is about priorities, how to set them and when to sacrifice them. Oh, and one more thing. The last episode of Season 1 will be airing in two weeks. After a break, I'll be back with something new. Maybe. I'm not sure what it'll be yet, but uh, (laughs) we'll find out together. Okay, let's get to it. This is Science and Feelings.
1: My name is Jessica Morgan. I'm a second-year graduate student at the University of Chicago.
0: How do you describe your research to, like, lay people?
1: So I try the approach of saying I sit at the intersection of materials chemistry and plant biology. Okay. We're using materials, like, nanoscale materials to better... What are
0: nanoscale materials? What's an example of a nanoscale material? an
1: example is that we're working with um, um, an amphid stylet. So basically, like, the end of this, like... It's a tiny insect that, like, has been known to, like, go and eat plants. Okay. But they have this, like, portion of their mouth that, like, is really wide at the base and, like, gets thinner towards the top mm-hmm. such that it can go through the plant tissue and go into, like, this, like, I guess you could call it parallel to, like, a vein of a human. Basically, it's trying to get into, like, this phloem, which is, like, some, okay. like, transport system for the plants, like, mm-hmm. how things get through. And so we wanted to, like, have something similar such that we could um get random things into a plant things similar (laughs) nanofibers for lack of better words so
0: you want so if i'm understanding you correctly you you're developing these very very small things which you use to like introduce non-plant things into plants like you're you're injecting things into plants
1: yes so we're yeah we're injecting like fluorescent molecules and then the hope is to also like insert like different like um bacterial vectors um what contain genes of interest into plants using these things but so also- you,
0: you want to genetically manipulate
1: yes plants yes cool and we ultimately like want to study a um biochemical pathway that's really important for how plants like grow and get bigger and like that's involved with like senescence or like how they die
0: hmm. um
1: and like if we understand this pathway better then it could be optimized for like say different environmental conditions and if we need to grow plants for like bioenergy or apply to agriculture because this pathway hmm. is found like through universally throughout plants it's like a specific peptide signaling pathway a lot of like animals have it but like was recently found to be found in plants Wow! and no one's like tracked like how this particular peptide Gets transferred throughout a plant like distal signaling, mm-hmm. um, which our technology would allow us to study distal signaling in a plant for this peptide signaling, which hasn't been done for any peptide signaling pathway implants.
0: Wow, that's really cool.
1: It's very ambitious.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, Jesse, you're a very ambitious person. <laughs> <laughs> At least from knowing you now for how long? Over a year. Yeah. A little over a year. Uh, it feels like you've always been like pedal to the metal effectively <laughs> like you you haven't slowed down in any aspect of your life at any point since I've met you it seems like <laughs> um, and it doesn't seem like it's something you just like picked up the day you showed up at you no, like no, no this is just has been your life for a while yeah and and something I wanted to talk about for a while on this show and uh, like dedicating time to specifically is how how we set priorities Mm -hmm. in life and how (laughs) how scientists do it specifically plenty of people feel this but i think scientists feel it acutely that we feel an obligation to be working all the time Mm -hmm. and we have like a, a special adherence to our science and we feel an obligation to like make progress with our science because we love it. Mm-hmm. We care about it. And uh, especially in the case of like grad students and PhD students, we're the only ones that like push our project down the line. It's right. not like we hand it off to somebody else that when we're not working on it, it's not going anywhere. Right. Um. But obviously like we got to eat so right. <laughs> so, there has, so there's like some balance that's set right in work in life right how did you learn how to have a work-life balance that was sustainable
1: so i think it like started like years ago when i was like doing like a pl- we all did like i'm not gonna say we all do but like a lot of people do like a major like a lot of like activities in high school like being like a part of like x number of clubs and stuff like that but uh-huh. also need to balance between like academics and your clubs and if you're doing science fair your science fair project right so
0: you learned how to like time manage in high school yes okay that's interesting that was uh, i don't think everybody did
1: no not everyone <laughs> does right so it's more like how do you balance but like the whole social aspect though was something i didn't learn and i'm still trying to figure out was this year
0: what do you mean the social aspect?
1: Making time for like hanging out with friends and like oh. having a life outside of like your academics and like your clubs and like mm-hmm. whatever little bubble you have, right?
0: Okay. Was your was the transition from college to grad school difficult for you?
1: Initially it was cuz I moved here I moved here 2 months before everyone else. I did oh. a summer rotation and I moved to a place where I'd never been before. I didn't know anyone. So I became fast friends with my roommate and he introduced me to all of his friends. And they're still some of my closest friends I have now. Oh, that's nice. But a lot of my friend groups also, when I arrived, were international students. And when you arrived here? When I arrived here. Oh. Okay. So, like, two of my friends are from Greece. One person is from, no, three people are from Mexico. There was someone who's from Colombia, some from Nepal. People from India, like, and I was the only American, so it was like uh-huh. also having to deal with like being like a foreigner in your own country type of thing, and also being like <laughs> aware of the fact that like your opinions and the knowledge you have are wrong, and like being open to being told like you're wrong because I had, I didn't really travel internationally, I wasn't exposed to that many perspectives before right. grad school.
0: Well, that's something that's changed. I mean, you've you've traveled internationally a bunch this year, right?
1: I yes, I went to at ble- least twice. Twice, yes, twice, yes, <laughs> twice. Um, that is something on my bucket list, and a big like priority I have is to travel internationally once a year. That's great. Yeah.
0: How do you find time to do that in grad school?
1: Um, I guess setting priorities and like you have to know like what you want to do, and like granted, like we're here to learn and get an education, but also like it's learning the work life balance more cuz like this is now our job after mm-hmm. during your first year yeah you do classes maybe the first two years or if you're an engineering student like our friend's cousin like mm-hmm. every year but it's more it's more of a job and more of a, like for a lot of students you're coming to of undergrad and being in school for so long you have to learn how to transition and like become more of like having a better life balance or whatever hmm. and i was finding that i was burning out after working so hard for however many number of years i have
0: yeah. So um So you had to scale back at some point.
1: I just scale back. And so like knowing the hours I work best, so like I come in extremely early, but I also leave lab by five PM and don't do work in the mm.
0: evenings. Mm. Um was there like an incident or there were kind of was there like a moment where you realized like, oh, I need to change the way that I'm kind of managing my work in my life that made you stop working past five PM?
1: So I think in september i like started to like worry last september
0: or this september
1: this september because last last year i mean i was starting to feel burnout and like that was a whole slew of like i'm going to leave grad school and become a flight attendant and all these other things
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, i think we've all had a moment where we've entertained that like what if what if i could just leave and do something else?
1: i mean i actually like (laughs) filled out the application and submitted
0: oh my god (laughs) Oh, my God, Jesse! <laughs>
1: um, like, you
0: literally wanted to fly away.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad you're still here.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry.
0: Okay, so that was last September. That was last September. But this September, you there was still a...
1: There was still, like, residual... Like, the summer was fine because I wasn't working that many hours, but then came pressure of like oh i have to apply for the nsf which is the national science foundation graduate yeah. fellowship um and i need to figure out what my project is and i just join my labs and I have to pick my mm-hmm. committee members by like october 1st and like all these deadlines and i'm like crap <laughs> so <laughs> things are now ramping up um and realized i need to like find uh, like go talk to my like um my two, my two advisors and be like, I'm going to read papers and work on writing in the mornings from like whatever time I arrive to like noon or yeah. 10 a.m. And yeah. then I'll do experiments because that's the only way that I could like manage things. Oh, okay. So I sat I like told them both this and like, okay, that's fine. Because one PI is like, I want you to do experiments during the day and write papers at night. And Ooh. so I, he's like, it's different because you're doing your qualifying exam, but he still wants results and he's like sent emails about like having us be in lab late at night and things like that
0: he wants you to be in lab late at night
1: well not late at night but you know he wants us to be putting in like nine plus hours of work every day which i mean i I get it but like work-life balance so it's like trying to find your way around that yeah um so I come in at six a.m. and I leave around like five thirty, but like yeah. within the time, I'm reading papers, doing homework because I'm taking a class right now and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, also on the flip side, I will make sure I have things planned. So if you ask me what's going on, I'll have my event, event my life planned for like the week or something like that.
0: In terms of like, like social all aspects things. of your life. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's nice.
1: So no, I like try to have like at least one thing fun planned per week.
0: Hmm. Okay. you chose to kind of like draw a line about how late you're working and how much you're working in a given day to like prevent burnout. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you're actively sacrificing things like kind of taking a hit now for benefits later?
1: I think what I'm striving for personally is like sustainability because I'm not sure what my end goal is. And so I Hmm. think people should consider like what their end goal is, but you shouldn't put everything into it like I you should do your experience you should do your coursework you should do well but also like yeah try and have at least one activity outside of grad school
0: what is that thing for you
1: my uh long distance running <laughs> um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yes audience this is how we know each other <laughs> <laughs> and what do you what does that do for you
1: and what do you mean like what what do I get out of this? Like, what do I... Yeah,
0: like, what... Why is having a hobby or having something else other than your work so essential?
1: It gives me another identity because hmm. for a lot of... For some people, your identity is tied to, oh, I'm a student. Oh, I'm a grad student. Like, my work is this. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. And, like, that. that's how you might view yourself as and, like... Um, But if you have, like, say, a hobby, you could be like, oh, I'm a volunteer or, oh, I'm a runner or, oh, I'm a gamer or something like that, Mm -hmm. that, like, gives you something to, like, think about or do outside of, like, science and gives your brain a break. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Um, Because we can't be always thinking about the same thing all day long, seven days a week.
0: Do you think that science will be your priority for the rest of your life?
1: I think in some aspect, yes. I'm not sure if it will be like the aspect. I am a strong advocate for like outreach and like trying to get students involved in science early on. Yeah. Basically giving them a chance to move up in the world and giving them Mm -hmm. a chance to like be like, hey, I'm like smart too. And like I am capable or like, I don't know, like helping people to like do science research if they're in high school and stuff like that. Being like a science coordinator of like a science fair or like different school system or something like that.
0: Do you think that your career like whatever you do as a job will be like the most important thing you do or do you feel like things will shift ever in your life in that i talk to people and and things can tend to like categorize into like two different ways that people see their job mm-hmm. one is the job we do you know in science whether that's doing research or doing outreach or like running an organization or doing something science focused like we derive like inherent joy and satisfaction and drive from that thing. Mm-hmm. And so we feel motivated to like put time and effort and energy and love into into our job. But then there are other people who say like, okay, like I want my job to be the thing that enables me to do what I want to do, which is not my job. And in that interpretation, whatever the job is, isn't like inherently linked to someone's identity. Do you, like, how do you see your future?
1: I think that your job should be something that you're passionate about and you should be worthwhile doing and, like, you feel motivated to do. And while I've been advocating, like, your job shouldn't be the sole thing that Mm -hmm. you, like, shouldn't be part... I think part of your identity is tied to your job and it's like something you do like at least 40 hours a week or some varying amount of time right so it should be something that you find joy in that you're passionate about but it shouldn't be the only part of your identity
0: are there things that you discovered about yourself that you kind of you need or like enabled you to kind of maintain your work-life balance like this
1: i find i go really stir crazy if i sit all day long and I haven't like gone to exercise in some form with it's like rowing on the erg machine or mm. running or like lifting weights or something. So like that's something I like try incorporate every day. Exercise. Exercise. Okay. Um seeing friends like once every three days or like seeing another human um in undergrad like my senior year like i would have days where i like saw no one and Mm. like would just like sit and do work and like yes i can be a little introverted but i do like to see other people yeah um so it was just more of being like finding myself like really sad and like being like what's going on and like doing a self-check and be like okay i should go see someone um like visit a friend or hang out or something or take a break
0: well that's great that you were able to like introspect and be like oh oh that's what's missing yes oh, people are what's missing yes yes <laughs> that's great
1: yeah and then sleep is a thing i'm still trying to figure out <laughs> so yeah
0: waking up getting to work at 6 a.m means that sleep can be, yeah, a bit of an issue.
1: Sleep is a bit of an issue, and that's always been a thing I've struggled with. Mm. There's, like, sleep, friend, or social life, work, and exercising, I think, like, are all, like, four things, and you can only have, like, three of the four. What? It's something I've heard. What do you mean?
0: Wait, what are the four?
1: It's, like, socializing, sleep, exercise, and work.
0: And you can only have three of them? Two of
1: them, three of them, three of the four is what I've heard. So, like, sleep is the thing I'm struggling with.
0: That's not you can do all of those things. Okay,
1: you totally yes. can. This is true. I think maybe
0: fitting I, all of them is like a really tough thing, and it means making sacrifices in some of the aspects of them. Yes, yes. But I think like
1: you can do all of them. If if
0: if it, if it was impossible, well, I mean, it's it, it. I think that I think it represents. What we, what this whole conversation has been about, which is priorities. Right. Like, all right, if I can only choose three out of the four right now, what am I choosing? Right. Right. It, you know, ideally and eventually, you know, we'll have everything we want in our life. Right. In a given day, so that right. we're happy. But what do I need to function right now? Right. Uh. And for me, it's sleep. Right. For you, it's not sleep. It's everything it's everything else. Uh, right yes <laughs> you know yeah uh, right uh and i and i do think it's important that you have systems and i think you you've it's obvious you've built these out too where when things start start to get really busy when things start when it's crunch time what things do you allow to slip right and and like what you kind of There's, like, a controlled way in which you, like, stop doing certain things that you like doing but aren't immediately essential. Right. um, Such that you have this, like, core of, like, health still in the midst of a crisis. Right. Right. Right.
1: So I think, like, having a set, like, bedtime and wake-up time are good for, like, the sleep aspect. And I think, like, having, like, mealtimes and, like, scheduling, like, lunch with someone, like, Mm -hmm. will help with, like, the whole, like, eating Portion of it and then right. socializing, you see people during your meals, so you always have to eat, so like you can see people during that. Mm-hmm. That was at least someone, what people tell me of like, Oh, do you want me to meet up for a meal? So, like, I've gone to the habit <laughs> it's
0: multitasking,
1: <laughs> it's multitasking from undergrad. I've gone to the habit of like, Oh, do you want me to meet up for coffee? Do you want me to up for food? And then realizing, Oh, we can do things outside of meet up for meals because we have time.
0: You have, we haven't mentioned any of this point that you like have a wonderfully supportive boyfriend (laughs) who who is part of your really busy life how do you make someone else a priority in a life like yours that's already so full
1: well we started out when a time where we both weren't super busy we met when Mm -hmm. we were studying abroad in new zealand yeah and we were like essentially living together where we'd spend like each year a day at like everyone's house ever we switched between apartments and yada yada and like i think that was a time where we were able to foster like beginning of our relationship oh yeah but so for the whole like relationship um we see each other like multiple times a week like yeah um he lives in like close by and works in, um like in buffalo Grove at a company called west tech mm-hmm. yeah we talk a lot and i'm like always on my phone talking to people so like okay. um I think the thing that, like, we talk about things that are unrelated to lab, and we talk about, like, you know, families and, like, things we do outside of work. Yeah. So he always complained, like, I don't know what you're working on. And that's because <laughs> I don't like thinking about work when I'm not at work.
0: Right, yeah. Um,
1: that's part of my, like, Kind of to off. maintain
0: a separation, yeah.
1: Right, and so it's a separation. He's just, I, I don't know how to say it, but he is a priority and someone who is incorporated just to my daily life, I guess.
0: He's just woven into the fabric that he's involved in almost every aspect just kind of as like a default presence almost. right
1: i mean like so i do make like cutoffs like i do like try to hang out with my friends with outside of my boyfriend or my significant other oh yeah of course um cause, like i think it's important to have an identity outside of the re- relationship and stuff like that preach yes <laughs> um i never actually considered maintaining a relationship on top of that because it was just something that got worked in hmm. i guess yeah so like when we were in undergrad we were doing long distance for a year and so we would make it a point to skype or talk on the phone every day and that was one of my priorities um now given how busy things are we may not talk every day but we do see each other at least once or twice a week yeah so yeah that's just something more of like when is there time and then like <laughs> we hang out then it's not like yeah. a scheduled like thing sure but it works it, yeah it works right everyone has like different things that work for them and like this seems to work for us yeah yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's really nice it seems really natural yeah um good well any any closing parting words i um, think okay. kind of about this broad theme
1: grad like school is like school is important and it helps you to move further along in career life social and socioeconomic things as well but it's Mm -hmm. like important to have a life outside of school and to find a balance and which is easier said than done Mm -hmm. and i think listing your priorities for like what you need every day what you want to accomplish what you want to have seen and done in your years and like say graduate school um will help you to figure out like what trajectory you want to take and Mm -hmm. like emphasizing like oh i want to be a student but I also want to be an athlete or I also want to be a volunteer and I want to have a relationship and Mm -hmm. I want to travel.
0: So for, so for you kind of the defining of goals at different levels at the hour, day, week, month, year level Mm -hmm. helps maintain a sense of directionality Mm -hmm. in your life. And you find that really useful.
1: Yes. Wow. Wow.
0: That's really nice. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Well, Jesse, thank you for being on Science and Feelings.
1: Thank you for having me.